Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. Coming up later in the show, we're going to talk more about the bison headed to the White House on Monday. Cannot wait. We're going to be live for you in D.C. Monday night. And also coming at the end of the show, a first, first ever for North Dakota. I'll explain in tonight's final view. We want to start with this, though. To keep America great or make America socialist. That's the subject of tonight's point of view. Socialism seems to really be growing or at least becoming much more of an acceptable idea, philosophy, system, uh, not just across the nation, but even a little bit here in North Dakota. And yet when you think about it, socialism really is the antithesis of what makes America great. America was founded on freedom and liberty. And you and I both know as we, especially as you get older in life, you know, anytime there's more government, there's more government encroaching upon you in your life. You obviously have less freedom, less liberty. Now we have got top Democrat 2020 presidential candidates. Uh, here's one right here. I mean, he's an avowed socialist talking about Medicare for all. No more private insurance. Gotta love the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Green New Deal that would just absolutely decimate. I mean, decimate our economy while China's over there just chugging away on coal. Does that make any sense? And now you've got Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, several others talking about reparations, reparations for black Americans and Native Americans. So for the past couple of days over the weekend, you're going to have a thing called CPAC. You're going to see on the news. It's the Conservative Political Action Committee. They're holding their annual event today. Uh, Senator Kevin Kramer speaking at it. I want to share with you a little bit. Vice President Mike Pence spoke earlier today. He was talking about the 2020 Democrats, where things were going in 2020. Here's some of what he said. Today, Democrats openly advocate an economic system that has impoverished millions of people around the world. Under the guise of Medicare for all and a Green New Deal, Democrats are embracing the same tired economic theories that have impoverished nations and stifled the liberties of millions over the past century. That system is socialism. Remarkably, a leading candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination is an avowed socialist. An avowed, avowed, avowed socialist. So earlier I had a chance to visit with a Bernie Sanders supporter, a Bernie bro feeling the burn, Zach Racknerud. He's also the North Dakota Democrat vice chairman of District 5 up by the Minot area. He and I had a chance to talk about, you know, is socialism really creeping into North Dakota, Medicare for all, and much, much more. Zach, welcome to Point of View. Great to have you with us, sir. I want to start with this. Uh, recently, North Dakota Democrats in District 42 out of Grand Forks were cheering on uh, socialism. You're the vice chairman in District 5 in Minot. Do you support socialism as well? I don't support socialism in the aspect of a complete takeover of, you know, government in the economy. Uh, I think when people are talking about approving of socialism, quote unquote socialism, they're talking about more of the Nordic model, they're talking more of the model that the rest of the developed world uh, implements, whether it's Australia, Canada, New Zealand, uh, examples from all over the world of uh, better application of healthcare, better application of education, better application of childcare, and um, we're lagging behind as the United States in a lot of those categories. And so when they say they support socialism, it's those kinds of things, it's not, uh, authoritarian economic 
takeover of the economy. <laughs> so I'm not going to see you chanting Maduro anytime soon is what you're saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> but let's have a serious conversation about this because you did mention, obviously, uh, the healthcare industry. We know that Bernie Sanders is Medicare for all. And I want to give you an example. I don't know if you have kids or not, but let's just say that you had uh, a newborn, okay? And, and you were doing everything in your power to keep this newborn alive. But then the state came in and said, nope, sorry, Zach, we're, we're not going to let you make those decisions. We're going to make those decisions. And your newborn dies i.e. Elfie in the in the UK. Are you okay with that? No, uh, when it comes to the situation with Elfie, obviously um, it's a complicated situation. I'll, I'll admit that I'm not 100% researched on the nuances of everything that happened there. Uh, but I will say but, is but even my, accepting even I'm, accepting that it's a moral failing though, Chris, you have to understand that there are moral failings in the United States healthcare system right now. We have 30 million people who don't have health insurance and we have an estimated 40,000 people who die every year because of lack of access to affordable healthcare. Those things are moral failings too. And just because but, they but happen and- That's a big distinction to me, Zach. I think you bring up a great point because I want to go down this, this, this lane with you. So we had a lot more people that were covered with insurance via Obamacare, but it doesn't necessarily mean they were getting cheaper, better healthcare coverage. So coverage is one thing, but access to affordable healthcare is totally different than being covered. You can just ask any farmer that's on, obviously, the individual uh, healthcare plan here in North Dakota. I mean, their premiums are up, their deductibles are way up. So yep. Yep. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, look, you may make this, and Bernie Sanders is going to make this Medicare for all, hey, we all have unicorns and rainbows idea, but it doesn't mean you're going to get quality healthcare. <laughs> It does. The rest of the developed world does some form or another of a single-payer system, Chris. You have the UK, with the example you gave, is a government application and government-administrated healthcare, whereas the rest of the developed world, if you look at the French-Canadian system, is a public administering of private healthcare um, entities. There's a variety of ways that you can do a single-payer system, and we need to learn from the rest of the developed world that uh, they do it and a way that's half the cost okay. that we do and they and they get better outcomes than we do Let, at the same time. Let's use a more uh, down-home example then, if you will. Other than the Fargo VA, look at the Veterans Affairs situation across the country. I mean, it is abysmal. Can you agree with that? That's a government-run healthcare program. There's, there are, there's, there's polls that show that the VA has positive marks in some areas and not in the others. Like, just because certain healthcare systems aren't providing the greatest results doesn't mean that you scrap it all together. Um, when it comes to but all I these other developed nations that I listed on Earth, Chris, <laughs> like none of them have any major political party that's looking to change their healthcare system because it works and because that people are, it's a point of pride that every single person has uh, access to affordable health care in those countries. Right, but I'm not looking to change our health care system. Unless you're a socialist, are you looking to change the American health No, no. System? It, it, when you look at the polls of Medicare for All, 70% of the American people are in support of Medicare for All, including over 50% of Republicans. This is something that's growing, and it just came to the mainstream maybe a couple years ago, and the polls are already showing that it's a favorable way that we should go because, as everybody knows, the rest of the developed world does but, it, sir, but we don't. But, and I know that poll, the asterisk is that that was from thinkprogress.com, right? There are, there's I'm a joking. variety of other... I'm joking, but I mean, but, but that's my point is that when you look at the VA, that too does not produce great healthcare outcomes, and those are for our vets. And I want to move on to this. There was a piece in Politico, and we're obviously going to have you back, Zach, but a piece in Politico that says uh, Bernie Sanders' pollster was suggesting that he might beat President Trump in the state of North Dakota. Trump has got like a, I don't know, 60% approval rating. 
Do you think there's any possibility that Bernie Sanders beats Trump in North Dakota? Absolutely. Uh, you look at the, the the approval in North Dakota, President Trump's approval in North Dakota has shrank by 19 percent, 19, excuse me, 19 points since his inauguration in January 17, where we're sitting at a 50 percent approve, exactly half of North Dakotans and nearly half strong like a, a disapprove at 46 percent. So I would say Donald Trump is vulnerable, especially when it comes to a candidate like Sanders. Um, North Dakota has a bit of an anti-establishment streak. And with the Trump versus Sanders, I think uh, people would listen to his policies, listen to his pitch and understand that he's not a continuation of the status quo that we've seen and that the American people as a whole are rejecting. All right, let's talk about the Green New Deal. Do you support Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's <laughs> Green New Deal? So the Green New Deal is a non-binding resolution uh, in the House that uh, even if passed, it's not going to lead to any change right out the bat. What I will say is that technically, yes, I do support it because it's non-binding and it would just lay out a groundwork for some policy positions that we need to work for. Uh, what you need to remember about the Green New Deal is that actually a very small part of it is the green portion of the Green New Deal. It also includes parts that poll very well with the American people, like the aforementioned Medicare for All universal health care is included in the Green New Deal, as well as public works projects to make investments in our infrastructure, rebuilding our bridges, dams, water systems, schools, airports, et cetera. Those kinds of things poll extremely well with the American people. And so while there are many different pieces to the Green New Deal, the green part's actually the smaller portion of exactly, it. Exactly, because it's, I, yeah. I call it the communist manifesto. So do you support paying people that aren't even willing to work? No, no, and okay, I, they rejected that <laughs> statement too. So a couple of quick questions. I want to go back to the healthcare for situations with Medicare for all, how are you going to pay for it? Medicare for all already has a funding mechanism like laid out to what it could be. It's an increase in payroll taxes that the current Medicare system runs under. And then every single person in the country will be paying those taxes. And uh, right now it's a price tag of 32 trillion estimated over 10 years. Uh, it's actually not even the full price because we already pay for Medicare, Medicaid, uh, subsidies for healthcare. So you're actually looking closer to 15 trillion over 10 years. And when everybody, uh, including employees and employers are paying a higher payroll tax while not having to administer healthcare anymore, it's a win for the American people. Even though I can't get any healthcare coverage or doctors. Well, what do you mean? Why would you say that? The rest of the developed because world is extremely happy with, with their the VA. Healthcare. The whole reason they passed the VA Privatization Act or whatever it's called is because these these veterans, the people that went and put their lives on the line for us, they couldn't go see a doctor. We had to go make it so they could go see private doctors in order to get their access to their healthcare in a timely manner. So you the, tell the me what I'm missing. The med you're missing the entire developed world, Chris. Like every single country in the, the developed I, world. I want to make you, America you great again. Because our, our outcomes are horrible. We have millions of people that are not covered and undercovered. And we, we have people who die right. every year because they can't get access to a doctor. Like this, let me, let me ask paramedic you to put your money where your mouth is. Did okay. you, when you pay your latest taxes, did you send in extra money to the U.S. government to help pay for these it's programs? That's not how this works. That's such a ridiculous argument. No, it's the guy. not. Just because, yes, don't, it is. Don't, no, wait a second. Of legislation. Don't, don't force your will upon me to pay more taxes for somebody that's going to go out and not eat healthy and exercise because I do. I eat 
kale and drink water and take care of myself. Don't the put your will on me. Hold on, hold on, sir. On Don't put your will on me to pay higher taxes. Then I ask you, hey, if this is so great, did you pay in more than you should? And you go, oh, that's a bad argument, Chris. Why? No, you would have because a Medicare for all system is something that everybody would pay into and it would provide decent health care for everybody. And the studies show it would cost it would run $17 trillion more efficiently than our current health care system. And almost every single working person would have higher take home pay on each one of their checks because they're no longer paying private premiums. They're no longer paying outrageous deductibles and co-pays. The, when the Medicare for all system, your taxes come out and that's your health care bill for the entire year. You don't have to pay all these outrageous costs and you get to go see a doctor. Everybody gets to see a doctor, which is good for the health of the nation as a whole. Just because some people will choose to make bad health care choices is not an argument because they're going to suffer the consequences in their own health. They're not going to live as long. And the, the benefits of being healthy are oh. realized upon being healthy. So should we just let people then smoke all they want and not do anything to help mitigate any smoking? The, we're already mitigating smoking as best we can, and we should continue you're to You're saying that we should, educate. because if they don't, they're going to make poor decisions no, and they're going to die. it's a liberty issue. We're not going right, so to force Right, that's what I'm saying. Don't smoking. force you, don't force me to pay a bunch more money for somebody else's health care that's not going to take care of themselves like don't I do. Don't force that, me to I'm pay saying. for your police officers, Chris. Don't force me to pay for your military. Don't, like that, that. Certain things in the public sphere are off the table when it comes to like a profit incentive of some sort, and healthcare should be one of those no. things. Sir, crime is committed by somebody else. I can't control another person. I can control what I eat and how much I exercise. To me, yes, that's a major you, distinction. You, you reap that the benefits a, of that by being healthy. <laughs> right, because I get to go out and earn more money and then pay it to the government for everyone else's healthcare. Zach, fantastic you, conversation. I appreciate it. We are going to do this much more often, hopefully with more people. So thank you so much for the, your sharing your point of view with us. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Zach, you got a great last name, Ratnarud. He's the vice chairman of District 5 out of Minot. Fantastic conversation. We appreciate that.